Is that right? Well, I thought we'd say it was on the ten, son. The high heat chains are about to keep me on. <laughs> I'll need to see. I'll need to see. As soon as it opens up and all that, where we want to get to the caravan, and I've only been able to do programmes. Do you know what I mean? Because it might be about two weeks or something like that. Yeah. Oh, we could. We could put it on tape, could we? And then leave it to run on the radio. Right. Aye. Anyway, we can talk about that later on, can't we? Yes, ready whenever you are, Matthew. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Do you ever hear the like you on? I know, well, this is it. Hell of a carry on. Aha. Uh-huh. Right enough, Margaret. But what can you do? Tell you what, missus. There's only one thing to say. Whether it's problems in love or a heavy workload. If you're feuding with your sister or her across the road, just give me a shout and we'll work it out. Ask Janice. Yes, my darlings, you're in. You're in the house. <laughs> we ask Janice. Welcome along. Hello. And thank you for listening to my programme. This is the seventh week we've done this. Isn't that marvellous? I'm just saying to Matthew, well, he was saying, um, well, maybe day mayor, because that... Originally, I never says to you, but originally it was going to be 10 weeks. Um, but we're getting that many calls um, and emails and everything and the social media and whatnot um, that they're talking about the people at the radio. This is, by the way, you're listening to Clydebank Community Radio. Uh, th- that's how good I'm at this. I've not even tell you what you're listening to. Welcome to Ask Janice on Clydebank Community Radio. And the big news is we might go and day more than 10. I don't know. We might day 10 and we'll take a break so we can get our holidays. I was saying to Matthew because we'll be wanting to get to the caravan. But he said something about we could record it, you know, put it on a tape or whatever the day we a CD or something, and then uh, come out. it would come out, you know what I mean? And you wouldn't know uh, that it wasn't live. Of course, well, I've told you now. Um, anyway, I'm just looking at the calls there. Some great, oh, some lovely stuff. I don't mean lovely. I mean, some of it's very sad. You know, we want to give people good advice. But anyway, lots of calls is what I mean. Very happy about that. Thanks for calling. Um, so, I we've got a half hour show in store for you. And Matthew doesn't tell me what call we're getting first. I've got them written down, but I don't know what order they're coming in. And I just give my advice as I see fit. So, I... Uh, I should let you know that if you want to call, first of all, we'll give you the number in a minute, but please remember that the number you need to add, if you're outside of the United Kingdom, if you're in Europe or anything, then you need to add plus four four and drop the first zero. We've no thought of that up to now, but we should because we've got international calls coming in this week and obviously these people are very savvy and they've they've seen that and they've gone right because they know a lot of people that phone are originally for here and then they phone in. So they know well enough if they're phoning their ma or something, uh, how to get the, you know, the dialing code or whatever. Don't know whether they use a phone card or something. Uh, They've got a plan on their um, mobile. But anyway, look, I'm rabbit known. What I'm saying to you is, you need if you're calling for overseas, remember, plus four four and drop the first zero. (sighs) And this wee thing that I recorded with the music and everything tells you all the rest of the things you need to know about it. Give me a ring any time you like. 0141-280-5141. That's right. And remember, plus four four and drop the first O if you're wanting to phone in for anywhere other than the UK. So, welcome to the programme and thank you for listening. And thanks for listening to all the other ones. I'm told that you can still go back and listen to them. Even if you missed it live. Um, I've seen it before, but there's own... Um, Matthew, explain it to me now. Wait a minute. Podcasts. It's like broadcast, isn't it? Uh, but for your, I suppose it must be for your iPod. 
I don't know exactly how that works, but uh, you can get in there if you've got an iPod or something. You can get in that and watch, uh, listen to the previous uh, programs any time, apparently, middle of the night or whatever you want. Um, it doesn't bother me at all. I don't need to do it again. <laughs> imagine, can you imagine me <laughs> every time somebody clicks on it, I have to do it all again? That's some job, that. Um, now, we're going to go to our first call. We've got some lovely calls this week. Some, some uh, like I say, it's not all happy and joyous and all the rest of it, but we've got some good calls and I hope to be able to give you some good advice. So, Matthew, let's go to the phones. Who have we got? Hi, Janice. Thanks for taking my message. Uh, my problem is, is that I keep buying books uh, and I don't read a single one of them. And then I keep buying more books, so much more that the, so much so that my books are just overflowing. So, uh, Janice, what would I do? What should I do? Oh, hello, son. That was an abrupt ending. Um, well, I don't know your name, so hello, son. This is a very common thing, isn't it? And I'm sure we've all done it. Listen, you've heard, didn't you, about people doing it over lockdown? You know, buying things on the internet and everything and have it delivered to the house. And what is it about? It's, I'll tell you right now, son, it's not about books. It's about that wee feeling you get when you buy a new thing, whatever it is. For some people, it's books. For some people, maybe it's eating another tea cake, a Tunnock's tea cake or something. By the way, there's other tea cakes are available. Um, we're no sponsored. Maybe we should be. Matthew, better know that. Um, but you know what I mean. Whatever it is that you do, it's another one and the wee buzz that comes with it. So for you, it's obviously no about reading the books. And I've been through that myself, discovering that I like the idea. I like the idea of buying the book. I like the feeling of buying it. I've got the intention of reading it. I like the idea of myself reading it. I even like the idea of myself having finished reading it. You know what I mean? Having read it. It's in the past. I've already read it. I'm imagining myself. I'm saying, that'll be good once I've read that. And then I can say, oh, I read this book, so I did. But half the time, bare than half the time, I'm no, I'm no reading at all. Uh, or I'm reading the same book over and over. I'll, read, I'll go back to books again if I like them. Anyway, son, you know what I mean. This isn't about books. It's about trying to find ourselves outside. We all do it. We've all been guilty. Some of us do it less than others as we realise what it is. You know, it's the same. It's got the same basis as addiction for what I've understood. Keep adding more and more. Try to add another holiday. You know what I mean? And what it does... I've said it on this programme before, but it pits your um, happiness away in the future. Because you say to yourself, I'll buy that and then see when I've got that, then I'll be good, I'll be alright. Or see when I've read it, then I'll be alright. But the day never comes, does it, son? And and I don't mean to sound uh, defeatist. The day never comes because the morning never comes. It's always new. And if you can't be happy the new, with or without the book then it doesn't matter how many bloody books you buy. You're in the same state, aren't you? It's some carry-on. I'll tell you, there is a positive to this. If you're going to spend money on something, books are at least better than many other things. I would hope you wouldn't buy them for that horrible man. Uh, what, is, what is his name? He's got the the, um, the show, but it's only on the internet and it's named after a jungle. Amazon. Him. Uh, Jep Jory Jep Jory Jerry Bezos um, whatever his name is he um, he's a horror isn't he and uh, just collect money see he's doing the same with money as you are with books son so if you're buying them at least help with a wee shop that's selling books 
you can even do that on the internet, I'm told. Or now, now that we're starting to open up, you can go to the shop. So if you have to buy books, at least buy them off somebody, an independent somebody that's trying to get a business going. And there's worse things to buy. Having said that, it might be interesting to look at what kind of books are you buying? You know, because it's very obvious if you look at somebody's bookshelf and they've got a load of books like Improve Your Life in 10 Steps, Tidy Up Your House, Tidy Up Your Mind and all that, and the spine's not even broken them, then that tells a very interesting story, doesn't it? Shelf upon shelf of self-help books, unread. What is that about? That's about this idea that in this book I will finally find the answer I'm looking for. Because we're all looking for something, aren't we? And the, the thing we overlook is we might already have it. There's no a book out there that's going to gaze it. If it's if it exists, we've probably already got it. And we just need to tap into it. You know what I mean? Deep down inside. So I would wonder what kind of books they are you're reading. And I want you to examine that yourself. Is it fiction? You know, if it's classic books, you know, like um, Charles Dickens and whatnot, is that about you trying to build yourself up and say, I've read all these books. You know, you like the idea yourself as somebody that's read all these fancy books. You know what I mean? Is it, is it um, what would you call it, like trashy kind of stuff? Well, you shouldn't say trashy really, but the kind of books you'd read around the pool, kind of an easy read. Is it lots of that? Is that you wishing you could go on holiday? You know what I mean? Or thinking, well, I can, I can get through that easy and I'll make myself feel better. I'd be interested to know what type of books there. But anyway, my advice to you, son, is to, to examine the feeling of when you buy that book. What is the feeling? And if you can even get to it, what are the thoughts? The thoughts that say to you, you know, oh, that'll be good once I've read it, or that'll look good in the house, or whatever. It would just be interesting to look at that. And my advice beyond that is nothing. What I mean to say is, see when you've shed a light on it, see just before me up and talking about that, that's putting your head in it and you're going, wait a minute. So next time you go to buy a book, you might say, I'm getting caught out here. You know what I mean? Again. So I think examining the motives would make all the difference. And then just see. Just see if it keeps happening. And if it does, you need to look at it. So that's my advice to you, son. And I thank you very much for calling. Now, who have we got in the line next, Matthew? Hi, Janice. My name's Lauren. And uh, I've got a job interview in Wednesday. The only thing is, is I've just found out that it's going to be through Zoom. So, I mean, I'm normally the kind of person that gets quite nervous about interviews, but when they told me this, I was up to high door. Anyway, any advice that you could give me is greatly appreciated. Thanks. Love your show. Oh, Lauren, my darling, thanks very much for calling in. And that's nice of you to say, isn't it, that you love the show. Thank you for listening. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Now, let me talk to you about this interview business. These interviews are terrible at the best of times. I agree with you. Um, now, when we started, when I first went for a job and that, it was nothing like that at all. Um, it was just, you know, it was, you knew somebody. The first place I worked at, they knew my mother, you know, and it was just like, you're, um, you're Sheila's uh, daughter, Janice, and that was it, you know. But now it's, oh, it's a whole different story. Um, but aye, this Zoom business is tricky. It is tricky. Lauren, what I would say to you is, what are the positives here? For many people, they would say to you that, you know, uh, it means they don't need to leave the house, they don't need to leave their safety blanket or whatever, their comfort zone, and in that way, it might be positive. There might be positives to it. Uh, some people, I mean, no me, but some people would say, you can keep your jammy bottom zone. 
Know what I mean? Are your slippers? Doesn't matter. It's about what's in your head, no outside. So maybe there's positives to it. The good thing is you don't have to spend all that time going there. And the whole time you're going there, you're worried and you're sitting on a bus or something. You're thinking, oh my God, what am I going to... That's why you just open up the computer and you're away on the Zoom. So listen, Lauren, there could be positives. Um, And also, what you find with these things is that gives you just a wee bit of distance. You know, if you've got... (laughs) If you've got a trickle of sweat running down your head or something because you're worrying, I'll tell you what, they can't see that in Zoom. So, you might even be in a better position then. But I'll say, I've said all that, but what I will say is that these things are, these things are challenging. And the thing is, Lauren, they're supposed to be challenging. It wouldn't be if an interview for a job, you went in, say it's a job you're really wanting, something you're very good at and perfect for you and all that. It's still important that you get put through your pace a wee bit and they say, is this the right person? And equally, and this is what people forget, you're interviewing them as well and you're saying, is this right for me? You know? Can I fit here? Can I work here? Can I work with you people? So it's not just them, it's you and all. And people forget, I think, what the problem in most of life, now we're getting big here, the problem usually is things are a certain way and that's no the way I think they're meant to be. So I'm upset, right? So we look at an interview and we go, oh, I'm nervous. And we think, how can I know be, how can I change this so I'm no nervous? Well, did you ever consider that we get nervous and that we get nervous for a reason? Because something's important to us. So it's natural that we've been nervous, a wee bit worried, anxious. In fact, if you weren't feeling any of these things, then I'd be concerned. Do you see what I mean? So, harness that and say, right, I've got all this nervous energy. I'm going to I'm going to get right into it and I'm going to give them my best, you know. And remember that you've got that wee bit of distance and all that stuff about Zoom that might be positive. Maybe you need to write a list. What's positive about being on Zoom? And would have been much harder if you were in the room with them or something. But remember this. It's alright to be nervous, it's alright to be worried, it's natural. Nobody said we were going to be happy all the time, and we were going to be at peace all the time. We have feelings, we have emotions, we have experiences, that's alright. I'm here to tell you, it's alright hen. So listen, all the best with your interview. Try not to overthink it, if you can. You do the preparation, you get ready, and then that's, that's it. Just let it happen. At that point... The time you got in that Zoom, it's done, in a way, because you've done the work. You've done the work in your life leading up to it, actually, you know, and any preparation you might have done. You go in that Zoom, all you need to do is, is breathe and be yourself, you know what I mean? Really. You don't, man, it's not really about trying hard, is it? It's the opposite. It's letting go, you know. So I wish you well, Lauren, and you can phone me back and tell me how it went. Mind. And if anybody wants to phone me back, it's dead simple. 0141280-5141 Never let it be said, I don't remind you of that bloody number. 0141280-5141 And remember, if you're outside of the UK, plus 44 and you drop the first zero. Right, who else have we got on the line? Hi, Janice. I've got a wee bit of a problem here, right? Um, my name's Evan. Lovely to meet you. Um, a wee bit of a dilemma, should I say. Um... 
few years ago, I was having a relationship with this, this bird. And um, we've since split, and we're in this relationship. We took out phone contracts in, in her name. And for, for months, and the past year, I've been messaging her on Facebook, Messenger, on, on Instagram, and just asking her, look, can you cancel this? I don't want it anywhere. I just want her to cancel it But she just did me. She just kept on ignoring my messages. So basically what's happened is she's now waiting for a mortgage with a new man. And basically what's happened is um, been not bad because of the default on an account. Um, so she's been badgering me and badgering me as I have to pay something towards it. Um, so basically what's, what's happened is she's she's threatening me to take legal action on it, you know what I mean? It just bewilders me, so if you could just give me any advice on that, and that would be, that'd be very, very helpful. Hey, thanks very much, Janice. Thank you. Bye-bye. Evan, my darling, thank you for your call. That's a very troubling situation. This is a problem, isn't it, with these uh, things like contracts and um, the things that we take out that we think... We think I think what happens is we think at the time, oh, that'll, that'll be no bother. It's only £20 a month or it's only a phone. And then years down the line, things can change, can't they? And you look back and you think, this has turned into a hell of a headache. So, I feel your pain, my darling. A few things I'd like to say. The first of, the first of them is that it, it's... It's a real shame that she has to behave in this way, um, but we have to zoom out sometimes, uh, which is what I feel like doing when I have to go in these Zoom meetings. I say, can I just zoom right out of here? But in this case, what I mean is, you know, uh, get perspective, Evan, and say, what what pain position is she operating for? She's upset, isn't she? She's upset that she can't get a mortgage. Now, she's not upset at you, really. She's upset she can't get what she wants, you know. And life isn't working out the way she thinks it's meant to work out. And like I said before, life is a certain way. It isn't the way we think it's meant to be. Therefore, we're upset because we think we've been wronged, right? So this poor lass is trying to get her mortgage and she can't get it. What do we do? We'll look for somewhere to put blame. Somebody go, you should have done this and then, and then we could have sorted it out, right? So she's at you. Well, one of my questions is, and you'll need to ask this to yourself, or you'll be able to answer this in your vein, he does, how much is she wanting of you? Because to me, I like a quiet life. Now, I'm not a doormat, Evan, by any means. Margaret will tell you that, and Matthew and everybody, and certainly Frank. But if somebody's up in arms and giving you a hard time, and it'll cost you £50 to shut them up, Sometimes it's a worthwhile £50 to pay. See what I'm saying? So if that's the kind of thing we're talking about, then by all means, if it keeps you a courts not that, because that is worrying. We don't want that. The only thing I can think is can you have a can you have a reasoned conversation with this lassie? Person to person. I've said it many times on this show before. Open and honest communication, you know. It's it's just at the heart of everything. Now, I'm saying to you that, Evan, but the thing is, that's not always simple. Sometimes people from the outside say, oh, all you need to do is sit down and talk to them. You say, you should bloody try it yourself. You know what I mean? Bang your head off a brick wall. Maybe that's the situation. I don't know, son. 
Um, so there's a few things. The first one is if it's not a lot of money, you might want to consider. Do you just do you just pay it? Um, if it is a lot of money, or either way, you might want to sit down and say, look, you know, let's talk about this. And and the thing I would be saying if I was talking to somebody like that is saying things like, you don't want to go to court, you know, any more than a day. So let's be reasonable here. Do you really want to start that? Because it's as much a headache for you as it is for me. And neither of us are going to come. Nobody wins in these things. When it gets vicious and all that, nobody wins. Nine times out of ten, everybody's out of pocket for legal business and all that. And then see that feeling that people think they're going to get justice. And I'm not talking about uh, terrible crimes and people being abused and things like that. Of course that's important. But see things like this when it's when it's vendettas against people. We get a resentment against somebody for the past and you try and get them by getting two grand out of them. It doesn't bloody work. I don't think it works, son. So I would implore her. If I was you, I would be imploring her to not go down that road. And like I say, if it's a small amount of money, is it worth just paying it? Uh, depending on what, what is a small amount of money for you, son, you know. Um, and in time, it may be that you need to seek your own legal advice, I'm sad to say. But I would always hope that you can appeal to somebody's basic decency before we start all that. Because it's too much of a culture. You hear about that in America and everything. Every soon, every Oh, a trip to a bloody thing in McDonald's. A chicken nugget was left lying or something. The next thing you know, oh, you owe me a million pound. It's a carry on. And I wouldn't want it. I'm not even that keen on the chicken nuggets in the first place. In fact, I don't even get in there. But that's no, that's beside the point. So, basic humanity, son. Speak to her. Speak to her. Have a conversation if you can. And if you can't, then I would advise you. This is the final bit of advice. Today things, go about things the right way. Now, if you have to go into this situation where it's legal and all that, do not one single thing. Don't set a foot out of place because it all comes back to biting the arse. So you get the lawyer and you do everything by the book because that's how you keep yourself straight with these things. And in life, keep your side of the street clean, son. Whatever you can do to keep your side of the street clean. And if she insists in dragging you through all this carry on, it's her that needs to put her head in the pillow at night. It might it not be nice for him to, but she'll have to ask herself, is this really what I want? Do I want to do this to this person? You know? So I would always say to you, keep your side of the street clean. That's very important. Because if we can be our best self no matter what gets flung at us, then we're only a winner. We're only a winner. That's more important than anything. You know, it was, um, I'm not a religious person at all, but I heard a thing, you know, you see these wee, um, Frank says memes. Somebody else told me he was getting it wrong, they were laughing at him, but I can't remember what that is you call it. It's that wee cartoon thing and it's got a wee uh, speech thing underneath it, like a comic strip or something, but the internet version. But there was one kind of like that, and it was a, it was that wee woman, Mother Teresa. And uh, she says something like, you know, if you if you're nice to people, they might stab you in the back. And you know, if 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 she was talking to you, Evan's son, she would say, see if you're nice to this lassie, she might still take you to court and ruin your ruin your year. And then she says, be nice anyway. It was always the anyway she put at the end. You know, like she might say, you could go into the pub. And buy around for every day. And half of them then might fuck off and get the bus home. Listen to me, that's terrible. Half of them might get up the road without buying a drink back. Buy them a drink anyway. 
That was Mother Teresa. See what I mean? And I'm not even into all that. So, you might be a decent person and do all the right things and she still might be a B-word to you. Do the right thing anyway, son. That's what I'd say to you. Right, Matthew, have we got time for one mere call? Hiya, Janice. Here's one for you. Um, it's maybe not quite as, as deep as some of the other things you get asked on here. But I just wondered, what are your thoughts on folk having a hot drink with a hot meal? I mean, it's one of these things that I think older people are maybe into. Like my grandparents, for example, they'll sometimes sit down to their dinner with a cup of tea. Whereas for me, a cup of tea is for after. I kind of think it's getting worse than sitting down with a hot meal. And then also having a hot drink, you know what I mean? For me, it sort of neutralises the hot with a cold drink. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, cheers. Hello, my darling. What a question. I think that's a good way to end the show because we have had some very, very deep stuff. So I'm glad you brought me that. See, I like these wee questions about my opinion and stuff as well. But I like to be able to try and help people with, with real things are going through, problems as well. So... Keep the calls coming. Um, hot drink, well, hot meal. Well, I'll, I'll say to you this right away. Personally, no, no for me. I have my tea right after my dinner. You know, sometimes you call your dinner your tea, which is confusing. But I would have a cup of tea after I've had my evening meal. I would. And uh, it would be decaf if it's after six, which it would be. Um, and I would never ever have, I would never even think of it, having a hot drink. Mate. But people do. I think... I think it's gone out, is it? No, I've gone out of fashion a wee bit, that carry on. Um, I think you're right, older people maybe. But I'm older now. I wouldn't think of it. I don't really know MD that does. I'm trying to think who. Matthew, does your does your uh, mother-in-law, does Margaret do that? I'm saying, does she, would she have a uh, hot drink? She wouldn't have a hot drink with her dinner, would she? <gasps> Listen, it's been that, this is what happens, this bloody lot. It's been that long since I've sat and had, a, had dinner with Margaret. No, she would do, would she? No. He's reluctant to turn his microphone on, but he's through the glass there, not shaking his head. No, she wouldn't do that. Um, as I say, I don't think I know MD that would. And I can't think why you would. But you know what, son? It takes all sorts to make a world. It really does. And the thing is, I don't want to get too philosophical here, but I tend to. The thing is, Unless somebody's forcing you to have a hot drink with your meal, which I suspect they're no, be the strangest form of torture I've ever heard, um, then I wouldn't worry yourself about it. See what I mean? So, as long as nobody's forcing it on you, then it doesn't really matter. It's a wee bit like beliefs. Some people have got horrible beliefs that I would disagree with very strongly. But as long as they don't say anything or base any of their actions on that, you know, be hateful and, and hurt folk, then nobody needs to know. There's a lot of beliefs that I hold dear that I don't need to shout about. Um, and they don't really affect them. Just me thinking them and believing them. And if they do affect people, then I need to think about whether that's a positive or a negative effect and what I'm going to do with that information. But thing is, if I like a hot drink my dinner, that is no hurting them. And if I like a cold drink my dinner, that's no hurting them. Look, I could eat my dinner with a spoon hanging out my ear. That's my business. See what I mean? But if it was your spoon, and then you had to use it right away, that's a different story because it's got my gubbins out my ear on it. In this imaginary world where I'm eating... 
my dinner with a spoon hanging out my ear. What am I talking about? You sure they want to keep me my program, son? I'm talking a lot of rubbish. Anyway, listen. Thanks for calling in. Sometimes it's nice just to make a connection, isn't it? I appreciate that. And it makes you think, doesn't it, that all people are different. And maybe some people will go away and they'll listen to this program and think, I've not had my dinner with a cup of tea along with it for years. It might remind them of years ago. People used to have a fish and chips and a cup of tea and bread and butter on the side. You know what I mean? If you sat down in a chippy or something. Maybe that's maybe that's something, you know? Maybe it's a particular meal for some people to think, I'll have a cup of tea because we always did. You know, my grannies or something. So, look, my advice to you is, don't you worry about it, son, unless somebody's forcing it on you. And if they are, send them to me, because that is a very strange thing to be worried about. And um, in the meantime, here, why don't you try it? You always used to get people saying that when it was awfully hot. Have a cup of tea, it'll make you sweat and you'll feel better or something. I've never believed that either. But again, it's not important, is it? It's no important. Maybe you like this programme and your friends would hate it. And they'd say, see that Janice, you're paying the arse, thinks she knows everything. That's fine, they don't need to listen to it. They don't need to listen to it. And I'll tell you what I've learned recently. See the people that don't like me. Whatever I do, they're going to use it as mere reason to no like me. Do you see what I mean? If I wear a purple top, they're going to say, oh, typical. Her wearing that purple top, what she likes, what a state. And if my friends see me wearing a purple top, they're, if they already like me, they're probably going to go, that's a nice top, Janice, good on you. You see what I mean? If people fundamentally have an opinion with you, doesn't you can't really have impact on it. So you just carry on, don't you? So if you like having a cup of hot tea with your dinner, you fire away. And if you don't, well, you fire away. I'm not worried about it and neither should MDL be. So there you go. <laughs> There's a reprogram for this week. And I'll tell you what, we had so many great calls and we've got a few left here from this week that I'd love to get to next week. But we've not got enough for a full show, so make sure that you still call in 0141 5141. And if you're outside the UK, plus 44 at the beginning and then 141. Drop the zero. So that's about all we've got time for this week, my darlings. Thank you very much for being here in my company. And I hope that you'll um, tell your pals about the programme if they've no heard of it. Because it's, you know, the signal doesn't go far on Clyde Bank Community Radio. But like I say, they're on the... They've got them now. You can get them on your iPod and things. Um, it beats me how it's done, but that's not important. Uh, and that is, that's about all we're going to have for this week. And I hope you'll call in and write to me so that I've got things to talk to you about next week. We'll be back at the same time and I'm looking forward to it already. All right then. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.